so back to the AFC North. We talked about the Bengals, obviously. And 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 you said it perfectly, where the Bengals are the they were the little brothers who have now, you know, found their way to compete with Big Bro, right? And that's where we are with the Bengals and the Ravens. But there's two other teams in the division that we, you know, don't talk about much, right? And a lot, and I think a lot of it has to do with the quarterback situation. We know mm-hmm. with the Steelers, um, Ben Roethlisberger uh, has retired, so they are riding with Trubisky or Pickett. I'm assuming Trubisky's going to start, but Pickett is going to be his, you know, backup until they decide to put Pickett in the game. And then, of course, the situation in Cleveland where Deshaun Watson is not playing for 11 games. And uh, I'm assuming Jacoby Brissett is going to be the guy that we see. But seriously, is it really just the Ravens and the the Bengals? Should we be concerned about the Steelers? Because at the end of the day, they still have a Mike Tomlin. Should we be worried about the Browns? Because they do have a, a decent offensive core over there. Like, how do we view the other teams in our division? I think you have to somewhat worry about the Steelers because they do have talent. It's, now, the yep. offensive line is the biggest question mark. The offensive line stunk last year. And I've talked to guys like Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, who is like, he knows his stuff about the Steelers. And he, and I've talked to somebody else from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette as well, that it echoed Ray's sentiments of this offensive line stinks. Um, (laughs) It it just just is what it is. The offensive line in Pittsburgh right now stinks. Uh, So obviously that's a huge concern. Uh, for any NFL team, because if you can't win in the trenches, you're probably not going to win on the scoreboard. Um, yep. So, uh, and, and the, the Steelers are in a situation right now. They do have talent at the skill possessions. The receiving group, they do nothing but reload. Uh, they lose Juju Smith, Juju Smith Schuster to the Chiefs, uh, but they add George Pickens from Georgia. Right, and they able right. to snag him later in the in the draft and. Everybody that I've talked to about George Pickens that covers the Steelers have all raved about this dude, said he has been spectacular in camp. Uh, A lot of people kind of expect George Pickens to maybe uh, outshine Chase Claypool, who's going into his third year, and Claypool kind of takes that step back. We'll see. Uh, But everybody loves George Pickens as a talent out there, and and they've been uh, pleasantly surprised uh, with him. And even with the quarterback situation – Trubisky's a huge question mark. Obviously, he's on his third team now. Um, but Trubisky has had moments in the past to where he can throw for those 300-yard games. He is somewhat mobile. I, I think he's in a better situation uh, now that he's been. Obviously, anything's better than Chicago. Uh, and he's out here in Pittsburgh. He has a receiving core. He has a stud at the linebacker, I mean, at, at the running back with Najee Harris. Uh, back there. I mean, they could do some things offensively uh, if the offensive line can hold up. On the defensive side, this is a defense that everybody I've talked to knows that this could be possibly the best defense in football. They've got the reigning defensive player of the year and TJ Watt over there. They've got Minka Fitzpatrick. They added Larry Ogunjobi. They added Miles Jack. You know, like the, the Steelers are loaded on that side of the ball. So you can't count them out the AFC North games are always gritty, nasty, and ugly. That bodes yep. well for the Steelers to make it that way, especially when you yep. look at the Ravens-Steelers games. They're always ugly. They're never pretty to watch. Uh, never. It's, 
it, it's just like you you love it just because that's their that's their style of play when those two teams uh go up against each other. But yeah, you look at it, uh, you know, the 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 Bengals that we've talked a lot about. Obviously, we know what we have there with those guys reigning AFC champs offenses back and reloaded. They kind of invested a little more into that offensive line this year. Uh, the defense, I think the defense was underrated last year. We'll see if they could kind of back it up this year and do it again. Um, but you can't over, you can't sleep on those guys anymore. Plenty of talent. The only team in this division that I'm kind of overlooking right now are the Browns because Jacoby Brissett, I, you can't sell me on Jacoby Brissett having to go <laughs> play 11 games and they come out with like a, an above 500 record in that span. Really? I, I don't see it. I don't I don't okay. see it. They got the running game. They definitely have the defense, uh, the pass rush and Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney is still there. Um, yeah. But I, I just don't. You got to be able to score. You got to be able to score. At some point, you're going to have to throw the ball. And I just don't. Jacoby Brissett has never been a statistical guy. He's been a game manager at best. I mean, his job is to literally go out there and, and just not blow the game. So right. if, you're, if you're looking for him to to do some of the stuff that that Deshaun Watson can do, it, you're not going to get that. And I think that the Browns have pretty much handcuffed themselves in this situation because not even just with going out and getting Watson, but they completely ruined their relationship with Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah. And to the point to where you had to go all the way down to option C, which is Jacoby Brissett. And, I, I just feel like they've gone about this quarterback situation the wrong way from the beginning, um, and it's going to end up biting them once the season comes. I agree. I mean, they handled this all wrong. Even if you didn't think that, um, you know, Baker Mayfield was the future, I mean, he had a fifth-year option. You could have rolled that out and then said, see you later. So now you're stuck with a guaranteed contract for a guy that did not play at all in 2021 and he will play not play for the majority of 2022 as well um and 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 you know with some issue with off the field issues clearly but also how do you even know that Deshaun Watson is going to be good when he comes back how do you know he's been so far removed from playing football on a regular basis and he didn't play well really in the preseason games so and he's not even playing against starters in the preseason games, and he's not playing that well. So I, I, the Browns are a mess. However, they have they have things in place. <laughs> That's the funny part. They have the running game. I know that they traded for Amari Cooper. They gave Njoku that uh, extension, which was more money than Mark Andrews, um, which he didn't deserve, but whatever. Um, and so, and then, like you said, they got some good defensive guys there, but the quarterback position is the biggest question mark because what are you, what are they going to do? What exactly do we expect them to do? I think they got Josh Rosen as well as a backup, yeah. essentially. So, I mean, you know, 11 games, look, if they go six and five, dog, that is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Cause I, cause, because, I, you know, that I don't know what their schedule looks like. But, uh, you know, I have to assume because they play the same teams that we do for the most part outside of uh, two, three teams, you know, it's going to be a dog well, fight. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's a gauntlet. I'm looking at their schedule right now. They start off against the Panthers. 
going up against okay. Baker Mayfield. Against ba- and so Baker already got Baker's probably yeah. going to play the game of his life. The revenge one. game. Well, he's already said he was he already said he was gonna F him up. You know what I'm saying? So, oh well, see, there it is. There, there you go with that. Then they got the Brown. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Browns. The Browns play the Jets after the Panthers. Uh then the Steelers, the Falcons. Here's where it gets very tough. Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks, and that's and then Watson returns that next game against the Texans. Yeah, good luck to y'all. Okay. Um, maybe uh, maybe three wins. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. know. We are I don't know how this is going to work, but this that'll be interesting. Back to the Steelers. I agree with, like, they're such a well-run organization, um, and then they still have the stability of coach with, with Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. They're another organization that sticks to what they do, which is they're going to run the ball. They're going to play play action. So I don't expect that to be any different, which, you know, if Trubisky is the starter, I think he will probably do well in that situation. They're going to They're going to need a little bit more from Najee Harris, which – I think that you could assume that they'll probably get that from him. Um, and then there's the situation of their defense. Um, and, and you already mentioned how great their, their, their defense is and their wide receiving core. So even if it is Trubisky, this is probably the best wide receiving group that he's ever had anyway. So oh, they're geez. probably going to help him. So they're probably going to help him, you know, move along until – because he's basically a seat filler for Kenny Pickett until he decides until, – until Tomlin decides to move on if, you know, Trubisky struggles. So you can never count them out as well. Do I think that the Ravens are better? Yes, because I think that the quarterback situation is better. Um, and so that changes things. But defensively, this team is so good that they're going to – they're going to be in close games week in and week out, and that will include, you know, the Ravens. So – as much as we, I'd like to think that it's this a Ravens, um, Bengals, you know, like they're going to gut it out. I really do think that the Steelers are a team that because that defense is going to be so good and because their wide receiving core is good. Um, and I believe that they try to, up, up, you know, bolster up that offensive line that we can't just not have them in the conversation at all. That would be, uh, probably silly on our parts if we decided to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely not overlooking the Steelers. I think if I had to guesstimate now, I think that they would fall in third place right now. And that's not to say that they would be like four games behind uh, the next place uh, finisher in the division. But I, I think ultimately it probably will come down to the Ravens and the Bengals. And you look at the schedule – Week 18, the Ravens finished their season in Cincinnati. That game could potentially be for the division uh, oh, right there when they when they face off. And I would imagine the game will be flexed uh, to a primetime game. And no! when it's all in Cincinnati <laughs> for the division, I don't know. I I, I had to I, right now. I did it. I did like a little mock schedule uh, on my show the other day, and I believe. I had the Ravens coming in, I want to say maybe 10 and 7 on the year. I think I had them losing that final game in Cincinnati. Uh, because that's gonna that's gonna be super tough to go into Cincinnati and beat them with the division on the line. You're gonna get their best shot. Obviously, they're gonna get your best shot too. But I gotta see it. 
I got to see it. The Ravens have got to show me something. I still, it's still a lot of question marks as far as this team right now. Uh, as and and we're talking about question marks to key contributors on this right. team. Uh, so I can't today before the season starts with certainty say that I expect the Ravens to be better than the Bengals this year. I, I don't. The Bengals have right now, they're, they're the more healthy roster. They have all of their best players at their disposal right now. You know, the Ravens are missing their all pro left tackle. They're still missing their starting running back. They're still missing yep. one of their starting cornerbacks. They're still missing uh, David Ajabo, who hasn't, I know he just joined the team, but they drafted him with the mindset that this is going to be a contributor right away whenever he can get on the field in the pass rushing department. So they're missing him. They're missing Tyus Bowser still. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's a lot of questions right now uh, with the Ravens. And uh, as we get closer to the season, guys are starting to seem like they're on the right path to get healthy. But until I see them on the field, I still believe that this is going to be the, the the Bengals division, not by as much as it was last year. I do think it'll come down to that week 18 game in Cincinnati with the Ravens and the Bengals, and we'll see what happens. But if, if I had to bet right now, I'm, I'm going to say the Bengals probably take it. Yeah, and, and look, maybe at the end of the year when the Ravens start getting got, you know, when Ravens uh, players come back and we start to see, you know, them come at full strength, um, that will help them tremendously down the stretch. But, you know, starting off with the Ravens schedule, you know, and them not being 100%, uh, you do wonder how, if this is going to be a slow start for them um, and how they're going to respond moving along. Hopefully they can get some key guys back shortly. But at the very least, we know Gus Edwards isn't coming back anytime soon. He's on the pup list. Mm -hmm. Um, we might not see him, you know, until week seven, potentially, um, if he's able to come back at all. And all so, right. you know, you already mentioned Ronnie Stanley and and then, you know, who knows what J.K. Dobbins is going to do, if he's going to be in limited uh, availability or not. So I, I agree. You, you do have to give it to the Bengals because of their situation. They are healthy. Um, they're more healthy than the Ravens are in that regard. Uh, but I do think that the Ravens and the Steelers will find a way to fight uh, to to at least, you know, look, it ain't going to be easy for the Bengals. No. I don't expect it to be like it was last year where they was just, no. you know, kicking them around. And, and, I don't and think the Bengals will sweep the Ravens. I I, I think the, the Ravens will win that week. I think each team will win at home, if that makes okay. sense. I, I think each team, will, each team will be able to take the home game. I think the Ravens split with the Steelers, too. I would hope so. Look, at the, I would like a sweep for both on the right. favor. But, you That'd know, hey, right. it, if it doesn't happen, then, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. And hopefully you can, at the very least, split the games. Because in this division, every, you know, every divisional game matters. It, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. So you, you need to do as much as you can to keep yourself afloat in the division. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on the Winning Drive podcast. We will be back next week, and we're inching closer to the regular season. We will be less than a week away on our next podcast from week one against the Jets at the Meadowlands, and we're really excited about it. So thank you so much again for joining Winning Drive. <laughs>